Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Hey, you guys, I hope you guys are doing good today. And welcome to another episode of Tea Time with Lovely Tea Unfiltered. So I want to come on here and talk about a topic that people have asked me to talk about for a while now, but I kind of shied away from it because of all the YouTube censorship. So if you guys do not know, there's a thing called Drag Queen Story Hour, and it's spreading around public libraries all around the country. They also do it here in my city of Minneapolis. It's getting pretty popular as well. So there's been a lot of controversy concerning this whole practice, okay? So in today's episode, I want to talk about it. I want to talk about the conspiracy. Is there a conspiracy to basically, you know what I mean, sexualize our children at earlier ages while they're learning and coming into themselves? So that's what we're going to talk about today. <music> Yes, you guys, it's a small conspiracy hour, okay? Instead of drag queen hour, it's conspiracy hour. So, you know, like I learned a long time ago as a wee lass that, you know, the teachers of the child are the parents. The parents are the first teachers of the child. And with what you choose to teach your children, you can either steer them in a good way or a bad way, okay? So I feel like in this day and age, you have a lot of parents that are too busy trying to be cool, trying to look woke trying to look hip. They don't want to be seen as, oh, homophobic or transphobic or, you know, any of those words that people like to throw around. But I'm looking at all this because I'm a parent. You know, I have a 19-year-old son and I have a 14-year-old son. And I'm looking at all the stuff that's going on. And I'm just like, where's just the common sense of being a parent? Like, why is it that as a parent, you can't just tell your child no? And especially when it comes to things that are very sexual, that their brains may not be able to process yet. So what's going down is this, right? So there's all this stuff about Drag Queen Story Hour. It originated in San Francisco. And it's now spread across, you know, I don't know if it's all 50 states, but it's spread across a lot of states, even here in my own city. Um, I live in the Twin Cities and there was a big controversy that went down in October. There was a drag queen who goes by the name Sasha Soda. And during his story hour, he sat there with his legs spread out. Um, he had on like some nylon stockings, but you could clearly see his crotch. So this caused a lot of controversy. Like some of these drag queens are doing the most. You know, why is he sitting, you know, damn near spread eagle in front of children? Then you have some drag queens that are rolling around on the ground. They got kids rolling on them. And it's just been a bit much. So a lot of people are starting to give the whole drag queen story hour situation the side eye. I want to go ahead and play you guys this small clip of this man. Um, he's from the Twin Cities and he's kind of talking about the whole situation. So you guys get a broader picture of the drama that's attached to this whole Drag Queen Story Hour. Y'all go ahead and listen to this real quick. Drag Queen Story Hour, which started as a small fringe phenomenon in San Francisco in 2015, is now sweeping the land. This is where parents bring their young children to a public library to be read to by a drag queen. The public libraries, of course, are happily welcoming these events. In Minnesota's Hennepin County Library System, these Drag Queen Story Hours now occur regularly. On October 17th, one such story hour was occurring 
starring in the Ridgedale Public Library in Minnetonka. The drag queen, who called herself Sasha Soda, walked in with high heels, a pink skirt, and a shirt that exposed his midsection. According to an attendee, the drag queen strode suggestively past the children, sitting down in a chair before several preschool-age girls with his legs spread wide, exposing his nylon-covered crotch in front of the children sitting at eye level. First off, why the double standard? In any other setting, if an adult exposed their crotch to children, they'd be in jail. Our politicians should get drag queen story hour out of the libraries. If that means cutting the library's funding, then so be it. It isn't just Sasha Soda who's problematic. A brief search of various drag queen story time performers reveals a consistent trend of both highly sexualized and ghoulish outfits. One performer pictured has about five white horns with red tips on his head. And don't for one second think that drag queen story hour will stop here. If left unintended to, drag queen story time will soon be in the public schools. It's also a mistake to think that this issue is confined to drag queen story time and not see the big picture. Across the country, child drag queens are a growing phenomenon. Desmond is Amazing is an 11-year-old boy who has received glowing media attention despite clear and convincing evidence that his parents are financially profiting from his exploitation. How on earth does an 11-year-old decide to be a drag queen without heavy adult manipulation? These child drag queens do suggestive shows in front of adult men in bars as the men sip their drinks and watch. Where is child protection services? All right, you guys. You guys just heard that gentleman's talking point. So this entire situation with this whole drag queen story hour... I feel like this is a conspiracy to basically get these children more comfortable with this situation so that way we can raise more Desmond Amazing. And I've seen him on social media. I've seen news stories about him, and I'm not feeling that at all. At 11 years old, it's one thing if he wants to play around in makeup, that's their business. But the fact that he's being toted around to adult bars in front of grown men and he's doing sexually suggestive dances and twerking and, you know, just be behaving very very hypersexual and the media is praising this it makes me give the situation the side eye if this was an 11 year old girl who was being toted around bars in front of grown men even in front of grown women okay and she's dancing suggestively she's wearing really suggestive clothing and we all know what drag queen shows that's what they like to perpetuate is that you know that sexuality and things like that um if this was a little young girl that's being toted around from city to city behaving in this manner rolling around on the ground twerking taking pictures with you know naked men with frontal shots um they would shut this down they would look at this as, you know, this girl, this is pedophilia. This is not okay. Um, there, People would be outraged. But because it's a little boy, it's like people are scared to call it what it is because, God forbid, they say that you're, you know, transphobic or homophobic or against the LGBT. And that's not the case. I'm against anybody sexualizing a child, regardless of what their gender is, regardless of what their sexual orientation may be. He needs to be a child. He needs to be an 11-year-old boy trying to figure out and live his best life. He does not need to be doing drag queen shows at the age of 11, okay? So I'm definitely not feeling that. And I feel like a lot of these drag queen story hours, um, I'm definitely seeing mixed reviews. You know, some people think that they're cool. Other people feel like, you know what, this is just a bit too much. Why do we have drag queens reading to children? Why not just get regular volunteers to come out and read to the babies? Um, there's also been a guy who had um, a long criminal record of molesting children um, he was a pedophile and he ended up being one of the drag queen readers and that happened in another state um, a lot of times they're just doing the most and even some of the material that they're reading to the children 
is not something that should be read to four and five and six year old children. It's way above their comprehension. You know, so this entire situation is really disturbing. But now on top of this, there is a viral story. This is why I'm doing this podcast is because this drag queen has gone viral for basically dragging. Okay, no pun intended. Drag queen story hour. So this drag queen, his name is Kitty Demure. And basically Kitty is speaking out about the sexualization of children and calling out these fake woke parents and saying that at the end of the day drag queens and drag queen shows should be meant for adults they are not meant for children so a lot of people are praising her for coming out and being honest but of course you have some people saying oh she's shaming the community she shouldn't have said anything that's not okay so she's receiving backlash from some in the in the drag queen and lgbt community while other people are also praising her so i want you guys to go ahead and listen to what kitty demure had to say you would want that to influence what what in the hell has a drag queen ever done to make you have so much respect for them and admire them so much other than put on makeup and and jump on the floor and writhe around and do sexual things on stage i have absolutely no idea why you would want that to influence your child would you want a stripper or a porn star to influence your child It makes no sense at all. A drag queen performs in a nightclub for adults. There is a lot of filth that goes on, a lot of sexual stuff that goes on. And backstage, there's a lot of nudity, sex, and drugs. Okay? So I don't think that this is an avenue you would want your child to explore. They could explore dressing up at home like we all did, like all gay boys did. We all dressed at home and we had a great time. We had a great time with our girlfriends, putting on makeup, trying on clothes, things like that. But to actually get them involved in drag is extremely, extremely irresponsible on your part. And I understand you might want to look like you're with it, that you're cool, that you're woke, that you're not a Nazi, that you're not a homophobe, whatever, whatever it may be. But you can raise your child to be just a normal, regular, everyday child without including them in gay, sexual things. And honestly, you're not doing the gay community any favors. In fact, you're hurting us, okay? We have already had a reputation of being pedophiles and being perverts and deviants. We don't need you to bring your children around. So you keep your kids at home or take them to Disneyland or take them to Chuck E. Cheese. But if you need your child to be entertained by a big human in a costume or in makeup, take them to the circus or something. When they turn 18, then why don't you take them to the clubs on their 18th birthday? Because it's an adult thing, okay? So don't ruin your child's life and don't ruin us because that's what you're doing. All right, so you guys just heard from Kitty Demure. She is not here for the bullshit, okay? She's like, I'm tired of this and today I got time, cuz. 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 All right, so she wasn't playing with people today, okay? She came on and she basically said what the hell she damn said. And I definitely agree with her. She made some wonderful points. Like, I just never understood this whole drag queen story hour. Because if you know about, like, drag culture and drag shows, it's definitely nothing for children. I remember going to my first drag show when I was 18 years old, okay? 
And, you know, being 18, you're a lot older than, you know, a five or six year old. And I remember going to the gay 90s in downtown Minneapolis. We all went to the drag queen shows. They were like really big back then. And it was just crazy. Like it was just a crazy environment. There's smoke, there's drinks and, you know, there's men in drag and makeup. And some of them look very, very, they look like women. They were very very passable. Some look more like guys, but everybody was just there to have a good time and party and kick it. So it's like to look at that type of lifestyle and to try and, you know, mix it in with children at a library. It's just weird. And my thing is, nobody would be okay with porn stars coming in and saying, well, we want to read to your children. Um, no, Jenna Jameson, I don't want you reading to my son. No, Heather Hadley. And, you know, um, what's the other one that everybody keeps saying that me and her look alike and it's not me? I've had so many people ask me, am I her? Jada Fire, that's her name. No, I don't want Jada Fire reading to my kids. I don't want Pinky XXX reading to my kids. Why do I know all these porn names? Oh, Lord, honey. <laughs> But it's like, I don't want porn stars going to libraries and reading to children. Can they read to their own children? Absolutely. I just feel like it's just, it's just weird to me the way that society is going. It's like, I feel like at times we're just living in the twilight zone. Like, when did drag become entertainment for small children? You know what I'm saying? And why do we have small children like Desmond Amazing doing drag for adults? Like, this shit is not cute to me. It's just very, very backwards. And I'm really happy that Kitty Demure felt strong enough to basically call this out. I think the thing that disturbs me the most of all of this situation with um, this whole drag queen promotion to children in the library, then you have Desmond is amazing. And like I said, I've watched him for a while, and I definitely feel like his mother's the one pushing that BS. But there's something there with him that does not sit well with me. You know, ignore the fact that he wears these huge, ugly, funny-looking eyelashes, but he looks like he's half-baked most of the time. For an 11-year-old kid, I've seen him do a live stream where he, like, forgets the simplest things. Uh, and where did it lead from there? Uh, to... to here. He's the world's youngest club kid. So what about the makeup? How did that start? Uh, six, seven. Okay. Can't remember much. Well, he says that he's been doing drag since he was two. What the hell does a two-year-old know about drag? You have a woman, okay, his mother, who's trying to live vicariously through her son. She's trying to make her son the LGBT poster child for the drag community, and it's not okay. We need to let children be children. And a few months ago, this fucking half-crock bitch... And yeah, I said it, his mom's a bitch because that's not what you do to your child. You don't exploit your 11-year-old child for grown men and possible pedophiles, okay? She tried to come out and say, oh my God, I can't believe that pedophiles are actually watching my son. All you pedos, stop watching my child. No, how about you stop putting your child out there to be sexualized for these grown pedos? You're literally putting your child on a silver platter and saying, here, have a snack. Like, how, like, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. It's like, how is this okay? Why are we entertaining this? Children and drag should never mix, ever. Not in a library, not with an 11-year-old doing shows at clubs, getting handed money, taking off his clothes. Like, that is just insane to me. And the fact that we're making excuses for this behavior, and if you call it out, oh, you're wrong, oh, you're transphobic, oh, you're dragphobic. I don't even know dragphobic is a word, honey, but bitch, it's a word today, okay? Because y'all have, y'all attach phobic to every damn thing, okay? You know, and it's just to the point now, it's like, where are we going as a society? It's just getting to be a bit much, and I'm 
I'm so grateful that we have people who are in the LGBT community and the transgender community who are calling out the bullshit. But unfortunately, their voices are the minority. And it seems like the ones who have common sense, who have discernment, who see through this BS and who don't agree with it, they get silenced. It's always the crazy ones that we hear from first. They're the ones who have the loudest voices. But I talked to several of my friends in the LGBT community, and they don't agree with this. They're like, nah, this shit's not cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, we go to drag shows all the time. I don't want to think about drag and children, you know, just because the environment. And a lot of them feel really uncomfortable with this. But again, they would have you feeling like, oh, no, if you speak out, if they feel uncomfortable, that's just because they're drag phobic or, you know, whatever damn phobic they want to add nowadays. So the whole situation is crazy to me. I don't agree with this. Pedophilia is getting more and more ripe and it's getting more and more normalized. And that's what really scares me, okay? Like, that, that that's like the, the truth of the matter, is that I feel like they're trying to normalize and sexualize children and also have children, you know what I'm saying, put their guards down. So that way they feel comfortable when they see a drag queen. So if this drag queen sits in front of them, spread eagle, they don't think twice about it. It's just normal. It's just okay. And another thing that bothers me with Desmond, and bless his 11-year-old heart, because he's a child, so I'm not coming at the child. I'm coming at the mother. I also saw a video with him with one of the club kids if you guys remember back in the 90s there's like a huge thing where they were the club kids okay and I was really small never got involved in that scene they were way older but it's where like kids in New York were like were all these outrageous costumes it was like a mix of you know um you know clown culture drag culture all in one and one of the guys who started the whole club kid phenomenon was Michael Alig okay um and if you guys don't know, he was like a promoter. He was like on the Gerardo show back in the day. You saw him all over television. And so him and a fellow club kid, they got into it. His name was um, Angel Melendez. And basically, Michael ended up killing him. And then he injected his veins with Drano. So Angel died a really slow death. Then he called over another club kid to help him out. And they basically dismembered Angel's body. Okay. And Michael ended up doing time in prison. I think he was in prison for like, I don't know, like 10, 15 years. But he got out in 2014. And, you know, I'm sorry, but as a parent, you have to have some type of standard, some type of moral code. This man literally killed his friend behind drugs in an argument, injected him with Drano, and looky, looky, he's hanging out with this 11-year-old kid, Desmond. And when you see them together, I just get really bad vibes. There's pedo pictures in the background. You know, the kid knows a bit too much about Special K, which is a drug that people use to drug people. He knows a bit too much about Rohypnol. Something about this whole situation with this kid and this whole drag culture that they're trying to force onto children does not sit well with my spirit. I'm sure I'll be cussed out. I'm sure, you know, a lot of y'all would try and cancel me after this podcast. That's fine. But that's why I have my podcast called Tea Time with Tea Unfiltered because I can say what the hell I want over here and how I feel without having to worry about, you know, the YouTube collective coming for my scalp, okay? I like my damn scalp. It feels good right now. Just washed it. But yeah, I'm not feeling this whole situation. And kudos to you, Kitty Demir, for speaking the truth, for being an adult, and for not just you know going with the sheep mentality and saying nah let's stop mixing children and drag culture okay the drag queen shows the drag cultures i'm talking about the ones in like just most cities it's a very seedy environment and we shouldn't be exposing children to that 
Nobody would be comfortable with children getting read to by porn stars or any other people who work in the sex industry, prostitutes and everything else. Certain things, leave that to children when they get of age. My parents didn't introduce me to drag queens and drag queen shows. I went on my own when I got of age and went to a show at 18 because at that point I was mature enough to handle the situation. You know, but a two, three, and four-year-old, I mean, there's literally babies there that are six months old. Like, come on. They don't need that type of energy. And like I said, in this day and age, I really feel like they're really trying to push pedophilia. If you guys don't know, earlier today on Instagram, I had posted about how Gambia in Africa is now becoming a world, a, a bed, is now becoming a hotbed for sexual tourism for toddlers, where you have a lot of guys flying in from the UK and they're basically buying these babies from these poor parents. The children are anywhere between the ages of two and five, you know, never as old as 10. And you're literally seeing these grown white men walking around the beach with toddlers. It's called toddler tourism. And I feel like all of this stuff all plays together. You know, attaching kids to drag queens and sexualizing children. Now we have toddler tourism. All of this stuff is just something that's going to be coming down the pipeline to normalize pedophilia. Mark my words. In a minute, they're trying to normalize it. They're trying to say, look, you know, children like Desmond is amazing. He can handle the cat calls. He can handle getting money and hanging out with Michael um, Elig and, and being up all night doing drag queen shows. They're not children. They're just mini adults. Wake up, people. That's what you need to wake up to. Instead of trying to be fake woke and just be okay with everything, be woke by seeing through the bullshit, the propaganda, and the agenda. And on that note, honey, I don't want this podcast to be too long, so I got to go, okay? Y'all feel free to argue. Y'all go back and forth. Hell, y'all can feel free to drag me in the YouTube comment section. I'm here for it all, okay? But again, thank you guys so much for supporting my podcast. Thank you guys so much for allowing me to just be able to talk freely without, you know, just without the restrictions of YouTube. Please make sure to follow my podcast. I'm on Apple and Google Play, Spotify, Tuned In, Stitcher. Honey, I'm everywhere. And if you want to continue the dialogue, go to my YouTube page. Please make sure you subscribe to me on YouTube. I am Lovely Tea TV. Thank you once again for joining me for this episode of Unfiltered with Lovely Tea. Talk to y'all later. Deuces.